Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18+. plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. You are listening to the 1420 Sports Bar Podcast. Four beer with a sports talk and a whole lot more. We are part of the Belly Up Sports Network. Listen in as Brent and Dave invite you to belly up to the bar with them to talk about everything in the world of sports, just like you would do at your favorite watering hole. It's sports, beer, and shenanigans. So belly up to the bar with us, grab a beverage, and let's get into it. The 1420 Sports Podcast for Gatorades today worth of uh, sports talk because I got two of my guests are not old enough to get into sports bars yet, so we got to change things up. Uh, today's show is brought to you by Rocket Sports. Use promo code 1420 RUCK. That's 1420 RUKK for 10% off all your sports training needs for soccer, golf, baseball, and everything. Get it at rocketsports.com today. Uh, today I'm joined by McKinley and Brooke, two aspiring young soccer players out here on Vancouver Island in Parksville, BC, looking to make their mark not only on Vancouver Island in the soccer world, but throughout BC and Canada. How are you doing today, ladies? We're great, yeah. You got matching costumes on all of a sudden. I didn't <laughs> notice that until what was happening before we started recording. Uh, both of you, 15 years old. When did, uh, first start with you, McKinley, when did you start playing soccer? Uh, about four years old. Yeah, about 11 years. 11 years? Brooke? Me too. Four same years thing? Old. Both here in Parksville? No. Nope. <laughs> I, I, well, I was always lived on the island, so Parksville, yeah. Brooks, where, Brooke, where did you I start? I started in Alberta, Vauxhall, Alberta. The big town of Vauxhall, Alberta. Big town of Vauxhall. I, uh, I know that quite well. Yeah, uh, so yeah that's that's a good uh, Vauxhall. My God, the Vauxhall Academy Jets. <laughs> yep. Yeah, I, I, I umpire baseball with, with Les McTavish and all those guys. Yeah, anyways. Yeah. Um, when you both started playing, I'm assuming you go, it started with Timbit soccer probably. Uh, a lot of kids you start at the age of four and five like you guys did. Um what made you keep playing? Because most kids decide to quit after a couple of years. Did you like it or was it just something to do? I loved it. Like, soccer is just where pretty much everything just disappears and wants to, like, tune in. It's just, like, I don't know. It's just amazing. It's my favorite thing ever. For me, I think I was influenced by my sister and my parents. My parents used to coach me when I was little. So when I was doing the little leagues for my soccer, yeah. they were always there and always supporting me and kind of just coaching me all the time. And my older sister was always playing and really wanted to be like her and play what she played and so kept playing because of her did you play other sports like in the summertime or because how up here in Vancouver you guys get to play soccer pretty much all year long so you, you, other than now with all the snow on the ground but you guys get to play a lot uh, different uh, or soccer all year long out here but out in Alberta it's not an all-year thing what did you play in other, other sports in the uh, in uh, when you were younger figure skating when I was little but at the age of nine, I started to do indoor soccer. Yeah. And I also did futsal, and we played in Lethbridge. We left Vauxhall, and we joined clubs in Lethbridge. McKinley, when you were, were younger, I know you played hockey for a couple of years. Did you yeah. just not like it that much? Oh, you I just... hated it. <laughs> I did not like it at all. It was so It was so hard, and it's just because I played, basically, I was one of two girls on the team which you know it doesn't matter but like at that age I guess it does because boys never pass and you never score you never do anything and I just honestly I like I like grass better than ice ice <laughs> is scary you gotta watch how you word that with your mom in the other room you like grass better than ice it's a different story uh the uh 
when you are young, like you were saying, boys don't pass the puck to the girls. In soccer, with Timbit soccer, you guys, uh, it, it's all mixed together. Boys and girls play play at the same age. Mm-hmm. Um, did you have that problem where the little boys were treated a little bit better or were treated differently than the little gr- oh, girls yeah, were? For sure, for sure. Even yeah. even outside of Timbits, like still today. Did, yeah, we'll get to that in a. Yeah, yeah. but like uh, soccer academy. So I go to White Cavs Academy when I was younger, about like eight to twelve. And just how different it was. Like, there was a girls' group, and then there was a boys' group, and the boys' group would get all the, like, really, really great coaches, and then the girls' group would get all the female coaches who were, like, not bad coaches, of course, but, like, you know, they weren't national rank, you know, coaches. And so it was a little it was a little odd. That was my next question, actually. Like, <laughs> the last five or six years when the two of you got a little more um, competitive with soccer and everything else, did you did you notice, and Brooke will go with you, did you notice that the same thing that McKinley did, that that just the the, the level of coaching, the playing times, uh, and the like, and there was just more recognition for for uh, the, the, the men's programs and the boys' programs there is for the women's? Yeah, I do think that. And it was much nicer moving from our leagues into club because club was just girls and it was just focused on girls, which is a big help. But when the two clubs were compared, when the girls' team versus the boys' team was compared, the boys were always better, the boys were always stronger, and mm-hmm. they're just – they're given more sometimes, more yeah. options, more coaches, yeah, more opportunities. Yeah. Uh, that's kind of the, an odd thing because especially here in Canada, the women's program is a lot more successful. Yes, we'll get into the the uh, the men's soccer team going to the World Cup here in a second, but uh, Canadian women's soccer team legend Christine Sinclair, 190 goals. You guys probably know the stats better than I do. 317 career international games, the most by any male or female soccer player in the world in the history of this uh, of of the game. Uh, how big of a role model was she to you guys, especially growing up? Now, you're, I mean, you're not old by any means. You got a lot of a lot of soccer left in you, but five six seven years ago how much of a, of a influence was uh christine sinclair on you guys she was probably my biggest role model honestly like i look at her because i don't know i just think that she was just a really really good well she's a very good player right and even today like i was at the gym i was running the treadmill and i see christine sinclair is dropping the puck for the vancouver canucks and whoever else is playing right yeah and like I was just like blown away that she was there and how the whole stadium full of hockey fans were just going insane because Christine Sinclair was there. I was like, I want to be that when I'm older. Like, I want to be Christine Sinclair. I want to like reach heights like that. Like, I don't know. It's really inspirational. I find that she is. It really shows you that everything is possible. And just to see such a role model, model like herself just is really inspiring. So when I was first learning about her, it was cool because we don't usually learn about these people. We learn about Messi and Ronaldo, and they're amazing. But to learn about Christine Sinclair is huge. She's Canadian. She's female. You know? Yeah. Uh, Bianca Andreescu, she won the U.S. Women's Open tennis. It's a different sport, obviously. Uh, but they're, they're, her big campaign afterwards, after that was done, was I, I, hey, I can do that. And that was the whole thing with with that is that little um, it gave little girls a chance to think, hey, I, I can, I can do that. And it's not all about, especially here in Canada, where it's uh, the men's hockey is is such a huge thing, and all the TV ads are focused on that. And uh, girls, uh, young and old, are forgotten about a little bit. Uh, th- but that Bianca Andreescu thing, like when when that those commercials came on, and it's only three years ago, and it's before all the COVID stuff was happening. Everything, so that's got to be a little bit in your guys's head too. That hey, I I can actually do that. I I, I can actually play this sport or whatever I want to desire to do. And it's not all about, all about guys. Little girls can do things too. Do you guys feel the same way? Yeah, yeah. I think always have really like 
anything a guy can do, I can do. Well, not anything a guy can do, I can do. But, you know, with soccer-wise, like, if <laughs> in soccer, like, if a guy dekes, dekes someone out, I'm like, oh, well, I can do that. If a guy, I don't know, body checks somebody, I can do that. 100%. Uh, let's get the not-so-great side of men's and women's soccer debate and the conversation alike. The women's team has been quite successful uh, here in Canada a lot, like when they won the uh, 2020, but it was a 21 year, but it was the 20 Olympics, they called it, because of the COVID stuff. Um, was there a, a point where when they, when they were winning and all of a sudden all of this attention was brought on to uh, women's soccer, did did you guys feel a bigger sense of pride because it was a women's team? You're going, hey, this is neat. Like, stuff it guys like the girls can do this too was there that kind of a thought because you being female soccer players in canada was there a, a, a more of a sense of pride because of what was happening for sure yeah i think so but i always kind of felt a sense of pride just because christine, christine sinclair her setting the record again like i always kind of felt that sense of pride it's just that there was more light kind of spot onto it you know like there's more recognition about it now but yeah the the one thing that I noticed, like the, we'll talk about the men's World Cup a little bit, but we'll get back to just, just for a second here. The women's team has been quite successful over the years. They're they're going to they're winning Concacaf. They're they're winning international matches. They won the gold medal, and then when the, the men's team scored one goal and they made this great big deal of it, of it at the World Cup, the men's team hasn't been to the World Cup since 1986. You guys, your guys' parents weren't even together back then, kind of deal, right? So it's uh, it's quite funny. The men's thing, uh, they scored that one goal, uh, and the place went nuts, and they said it was one of the biggest um, moments, or it was the biggest moments in Canadian sports or soccer history. And I can't remember the girl's name, so that, that's, that's, on, that's on me. But she looked at James Duffy on TV like, what do you mean? We, we won an Olympic gold medal. And then and you have... We won many Olympic medals, like not just gold, but like we won bronze, we won silver, and we've won gold. We've won every single one. So, like you know, yeah. It was it was it was a bad look for the TSN announcers to say it was yeah. the biggest moment in in Canadian soccer history. It was one goal. It's one goal in a, in a tournament that they had no chance of winning, and it was kind of a bad look on my thought. You guys got any thoughts on that? I don't think it was just TSN. I think it was everywhere. Like even at schools when we're watching Canada playing and it's so amazing because Canada hasn't been in the World Cup for so long and there's just it's so amazing. Even if they're losing, they're just amazing for being there. Yeah. But then we forget about the things like the medals that we've won, what we've been in and we've played in for women. And also women like Canadian women's team, they go to World Cup. Like and like, contend year like, after year after year. Like it's not like I went I was lucky enough to go to a game in um in Vancouver, uh, that I get play against Switzerland, and it was like one of like a core memory for me. Like I was as soon as Christine Sinclair stepped foot on the pitch, I was bawling my eyes out. I was so happy that she was there, right? And so, like, they kind of downplay the women and then just like uh, make the men seem like they accomplished so much. Which not saying they didn't like going to the World Cup and being able to qualify the World Cup isn't already insane right but it's just that we already did it many many times why isn't it shown like, up as much yeah, yeah it's, it's an odd thing because like we it can't like here in canada when the the men's hockey team or the, the men's we'll, we'll, we'll talk hockey for a second the men's hockey team they sneeze it gets coverage and they don't even have to win it's in canada's like our national sport is hockey and i get that but just how there is such a, a, a disparity between between men and women's sports uh why do you think that is 
Be, being young women who are who are who are a lot more um, versed in this this than, than when when I was fifteen, girls weren't playing sports at all. Like, and that's mm-hmm. the guy. There was there was a few kids that played hockey, but that's it. But in general, there wasn't girls who played played sports at any level of any kind. Uh, why do you think things have changed so much, and what has to happen in your eyes to make it uh, more of an even an even playing field between men and women? I don't know why this happens. I don't. I don't know why it does. I think growing up, it's weird because it's happening all around us, but it shouldn't be. And you know, like there's yeah. a certain amount of sexism that comes with not just sports, but everything. Growing up, school, you know, like grades, who's doing better, the boy or the girl. It's more exciting when the guy does good, but it's it's kind of with everything, and it's just a certain mindset that people yeah. have to bet to have yeah. that anything you can do, I can do too. It doesn't matter your gender. Yeah, you know, like men's soccer, men's sports tend to be stronger and harder, and sometimes yeah. more physical, more power. Like mm-hmm. we play volleyball, men's volleyball is amazing because they can hit so hard, because they can jump so high, because they. Well, there, there, there is a difference. Like, there's, a, there's obviously a difference between like the way a, like a a woman is built and the way a man is built, right? Like, and is that, but also, I, I don't even know. It's just. I find the women's game, like, watching Women's Super League, which is, like, Chelsea and Arsenal yeah. and Manchester, blah, 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 right? That's way more exciting to me than to watch men's MLS. Men's mm-hmm. MLS is boring. Well, it's not boring. Hey, like, it's it can be exciting at times. But, like, Women's Super League, it's such a different game, like, especially because they're from Britain, right? And so it's, like, all these top players from around the world. So that's... Midema, she's from the Netherlands. That's Jessie Fleming. She plays um, women's Canadian soccer team. And then there's Jessie Fishlock. There's like so many people who are playing this in this league. And it's so exciting because they're like these best players and they're going hard at it. And there is no diving. There is no diving. There's no faking. You're injured. That, ever. That's one ever. thing that drives me nuts about because football, it's soccer, mm-hmm. is the way the men like they get even nicked, and they, it's like yeah. they got shot from the from the from the book depository in, yeah. in Dallas. Like I, I hate it. Yeah. I absolutely yeah. hate it. To be to me, it's embarrassing that they do that. Yeah, they have no shame, right? But I mean, that's just the way that it goes, right? Like that's just the way that soccer has, I guess, I want to say evolved, but just the way that it's turned into it's like a drama show right like it's just the way it works but i just find that women's soccer is just more in- honestly it is more intense in a way like well, it's one, just more exciting for me to watch personally. one thing that i found is that in general uh most uh canadian males my age and between the age of 35 and 60 we can't like we don't watch soccer a whole bunch like, i'm not saying that soccer is good bad or, or other we we just aren't brought up we weren't brought up on soccer to watch yeah. it i i can't tell a huge difference between the women's game and the men's game and we should just watch it for the entertainment value because we, we don't know anything about it like we can pretend we, we know something but in general we don't we watch it for entertainment we cheer for the cheer for the country so I, it's, it's surprising to me that tsn will just hammer these names down like Alf- everybody knows alfonso davies alfonso mm-hmm. and and you don't even have to watch a game and he's everywhere mm-hmm. whereas christine sinclair yes she's on tv but not even to the it, not not to the extent of and it, 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 it it's odd to me that that that, it, that is that considering considering she's so accomplished in the soccer world especially in this country where she should be the biggest name in Canadian soccer right now, not a guy who hasn't won anything mm-hmm. and who's only played a well, handful yeah, of years. Yeah, because he was injured, right? Yeah. 
Alfonso Davies has been injured. Like he couldn't play a lot of a few games um, to qualify for World Cup, but he still got Player of the Year for the men's, obviously. But like that, that actually kind of shocked me. Not saying that I don't love Alfonso Davies. I think Alfonso Davies is a huge inspiration. I love him so much. It's just that the fact that he didn't play for for a few, a bunch of games, a handful of games. Yeah. Uh, his teammate, I forget his name, but. You know, that's just the way it goes, I guess. But he honestly kind of showed more than Alfonso Davies did. And I found that that he should have probably gotten that. You know, like there were players who probably deserve player of the year more than Alfonso Davies did just because Alfonso Davies didn't play that much. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, he wins a lot. He gets a lot of accolades for his name, I think, is, is kind of his way to go. He, he's probably going to be great, but you yeah. shouldn't win things on probably because he could quit playing tomorrow or whatever could happen. Uh, the two of you just returned from San Diego. Uh, you participated in a showcase event down there. Tell me how you ended up on that team. Tell me, tell me about the event. Tell me what you did. I'll, let's forget about soccer for a second. What was San Diego like first before you uh, – because I've been there a couple of times, and I love that town. I think it's fantastic. We'll start with, uh, do you like San Diego, and would you live there? Oh, I like San Diego. Where we were staying was really nice. We were right by the water. We were so close. It was a great environment. It was warm. You know, we left Canada. It wasn't cold anymore. Yeah. We haven't been to San Diego before, so everything's cool to me, yeah. but I don't think I'd live there. I yeah. it. <laughs> well, Oceanside, San Diego, like, it was so cool. And it was just fun because everybody there, it's a tourist town, right? And so, yeah. which is kind of like Parksville in a way, but just more, well, it's younger it's a younger environment it's california right? breaking news parksville and san diego are the exact same they're not thing. the exact same thing yeah like, it's gonna go on like, the on the, the walk goodbye like, sign like, I mean, just, they have in common that it's a tourist town right and so but this is kind of all year long because it's always warm there right um i wouldn't personally i wouldn't live there it's i feel like it would just get too warm and i i like white christmas even though <laughs> here it's barely ever a white christmas but it is it is this year so i'll take it but like I like wearing pants sometimes. What was the uh, the soccer experience like down there? Like, first up, how did you guys end, end up on a team that went to San Diego? What was the team? Like, what was the like? What was it? I, like, it was I, really I, just the club. So, this we're in a private club. Is I guess the way I guess we yeah. call it. It's called an international club, and basically, what they do is the way that our club works is that they focus more on individual development and stuff so they can you can play on this team in your town so we play uh we are a bc surf team so we're bc surf is just out of all of bc we're the team here right and yeah. so they can you play a bunch of games within your league maybe and they can pick like individual players to maybe send to a certain showcase that's going on or a certain ID camp or a certain whatever. Right. And so we were uh, lucky enough to go to San Diego for a showcase for a college showcase with BC surf and like players since we, I don't know how to explain it. Do you know about <laughs> the whole origin story? Like behind everything? Like, or like how did your how did your team leap like from Parksville, BC, Oceanside here end up in Oceanside, California? Well, we joined a new club. We joined Surf Soccer. Yeah. And we had no idea what we were joining. We left our old club to join this club, had no idea what we were doing. And yeah. all of a sudden we're getting these emails. Do you want to go to San Diego? And we find out that Surf is just so much bigger than Bigger Vancouver than we Island. Thought. Yeah, like it's we... huge. 
it's past the states it's even in europe like it's even in ireland it's in spain it's like everywhere right like i said europe man yeah i know but like <laughs> i know but like i was saying it's so specific, much bigger. specific right and it like, was overwhelming it was insane genuinely yeah like, what so we're being opened up to what was the yeah. biggest difference because you guys play play mainly on vancouver island you, know, you go into vancouver a little bit and play there uh what was the biggest difference playing against american competition so much more intense Aggressive. or it's always so running they do not stop running if you look we were walking around going to our field there was what how many fields there oh there was like it was a 50. huge event. There was, was like huge. 50 fields. But as we're walking through, we're seeing these boys playing. We're seeing these girls playing, whether they're younger or older or our yeah. age. And all they do is run. There's, there's never there's a moment in the game. There's any players that are like, walking or... There's 20. So there's 22 players on a field in total. So 20 players, two goalies. Those 20 players never stop running. That If one player is running, everybody's running. Like no matter what they're all moving as a unit they're all moving like nothing is individual it's all in unison and it's like it's just overwhelming almost how like how much stamina these people have right and how yeah. competitive and how much want for the ball they have right it's insane yeah there was also a lot more physical stuff too like the girls were a lot more aggressive that we were playing yeah. with and we yeah. don't really experience that when we're playing with you yeah. so it's more just kind of shoulder to shoulder but these girls are sneaky about it and they're kind of yeah they grab, your ankles they and pulling on your you. <laughs> we're not used to that yeah and so i found that it was cool though because if i if i experienced that much aggressiveness like say in the league that we're playing now i would be upset because well i'm not used to it and because that's just the way I'm used to playing with the rest of the players, right? So, like, if a girl grabbed my jersey and pulled me to the ground, I would be mad, obviously, like anybody would be. But in San Diego, playing as these American players, I was just like, you know what? I'm not going to say anything. I'm fine. I'm just going to keep going because, well, college coaches are watching, right? So, like, I was going to keep going. And, like, I barely lost my temper ever <laughs> in that game. So, like, it was, I don't know. I guess it, once you click, it just, yeah gets great the thing is brooke you also ref soccer right mm -hmm. correct so the thing is do you get to a point now like it would the the way that you guys play the game up here in comparison to the way they play the game down here if you guys brought that aggression up here would the refs call the game differently up For here sure. yeah yeah well there's, yeah there's that's the thing though is because the american players they're sneaky about it they but the refs are also used to that in the true. states you notice that like they're not so high alert whereas here the refs when i ref i'm mm -hmm. not big on people being dirty like these kids are gonna get injured mm -hmm. but the ones that are playing in america are so used to it that they're just kind of their bodies are used to it yeah so, uh, now that you guys went down there and experienced it and, and the whole bit and you see how how people play and there there is college opportunities obviously down there uh get your education paid for and the like uh what two what uh, a couple of things do you two need to do you think to work on a little bit uh your u17 u18 years that are coming up before you know it and you're getting into grade 11 12 the whole bit what uh, what are a couple of things that you think you need to work on now that you've been down and play and play with the americans a little bit oh what am I doing when I don't have the ball? Yeah. Because people will watch you when you do have the ball. But as soon as that ball is gone, as soon as it's given away, people are going to follow the ball. But these scouts, these coaches are looking at what you do. They see the whole picture. The exactly. Yeah. If they're coming to watch you, they're just watching you. They're not watching the other people on the team. They're watching you. They're watching what you do with the ball, without the ball, how you're talking, how you're commanding. So I think yeah. I need to work on what I'm doing when I don't have the ball and my first touch. When oh. I get a ball passed to me, when the ball's in the air. Yeah. 
Yeah, I think Brooke said it pretty well. Like, that's pretty much what I need to work on, too. And I think also just knowing where everybody is. Like, especially for my position when I play central midfielder, I have to know where everybody is because that's where you distribute the ball, right? Um, And I find that I'm getting better at it. I just think that really, really, really knowing and always having my head on a swerve, on a swivel, right? Just, like, knowing where everybody is, finding the little gaps, finding little openings, of what a potential pass could be to like a, I don't know, like a one, two or whatever. Right. And it's just like being aware and always on alert when I, when I have the ball and when I don't have the ball. What do you two hope to get out of the game of soccer? And don't just say to, to win a, a tournament with for your hometown Oceanside, whatever, who that kind of stuff. But what do you two hope to get out of the, uh, the game of soccer? Is it a scholarship? Is it maybe play for, play for the province, play in a, a Canada summer games to play for internationally for, for Canada? What, what do you guys, what's, what's your, uh, your short term goals and then maybe a long term goal that you can think of uh, off the top of your head? Um, Cause you guys aren't getting any younger and it goes quick. Yeah, it does. I think that if anything, I want to play NCAA. I want to play in the States really, really bad. I think that that would just be like to play D1 soccer, university soccer would just be a dream for me. Like that's just insane. Right. But just to play call university soccer, I would love to do. And I think long term, I really want to play on the national women's team. Like I, that's a huge dream for me to be able to say like, even following the footsteps of Christine Sinclair, like be able to play like Quinn, be able to play like uh, Kadesha Buchanan, right? Like to be coached hopefully by them, right? It's just, I want that so bad for myself to play national women's team for sure. For sure. I want to play once I'm out of high school, I want to play, really want to play Div 1, Div 2, but any kind of university soccer. But more than anything, I just want to love the game and I want to make sure other people love the game because the passion that we have for this sport when you're playing, it's just such an amazing environment and there's nowhere else that I want to be when I'm on the pitch. Yeah. And if I'm not playing, I want to make sure that I'm helping other people play. Mm-hmm. So I want to pass that on. Maybe, I don't know, maybe I'll coach in my future. But yeah. If I have kids in the future, I'll force them to play. I don't care if they don't like it. I'll make them like it because that's like, this is something that I love so much and that has taken up so much of not only my life, but my parents' life and my family's life, right? So like, it's it's a I, lot. For, I want to yeah. I want to carry this on for like as long as I possibly can. Yeah, I want to play soccer for as long as I can, or at least be involved with soccer for as long as I possibly. Well, that's can. the thing. Even when your your playing days are done, I know you guys are a long ways away from that. If you just stay involved in it, like you with refereeing, or if you you get coaching, like I I'm a big baseball dork and I umpire baseball in the summertime and I love it. And I, I'm able to do that during the wintertime, do clinics and stuff like that to help to help out younger people with like with that kind of stuff. So staying involved in sport and it keeps you out of trouble. Yeah. It, that, that's one of the things that sports does. I don't care if, if uh, parents want to hear that. That's one of the reasons that I think that kids should stay in sports. It, it keeps you out of trouble because it, it keeps you're, you active. It keeps you it keeps active. It keeps you doing things. It keeps you off the Instagram or whatever it is a kid sleep. But well, maybe not YouTube. Probably on there all day, but whatever. No, so it, it's it's a big thing. Uh, no, that's uh, it's go as far as you can with it because before you know it, it's over and uh, you you don't get that second chance. And so you, you, but you got to put the work in. That's the biggest thing. You got, you got to put the work in. Yeah. You guys ready to take some shots? Quick one. Yep. Sure. Okay. Start with you, Brooke. Favorite Christmas gift you've ever got? Oh, okay. Well, you really hit me with that one. I don't know. Probably Lindor, sto- Lindor chocolates in my stocking every year. We get these hazelnut Lindors. Best thing ever. Kim? Um, 
I got a saxophone. Saxophone? <laughs> yeah, that was pretty cool. That was a good gift. That's a good gift, yeah, eh? I still play it. It's good. I thought you were going to say the jar of pickles I got you about 10 years ago. <laughs> no, that was for Jimmy. You got me a box of raisins. Box of raisins. No, you got me a bag full of mini boxes of raisins. I'm not a oh, fan and Jim, of raisins. And Jim got the pickles? Yeah, Jim got the pickles. Forgot, yeah. That ever happened. Uh, music, favorite musical artist right now? Right now? Oh my gosh, SZA. I love SZA, Childish Gambino, Kendrick Lamar, literally Tyler. SZA? SZA. I don't know oh, who SZA is. I'm moment. almost 50. I don't know who SZA is. Oh, she's so good. Um, yeah, a lot of rap music lately. You're a hip hopper. I guess. The mean streets of Parksville. Oh, the mean streets of Parksville, yeah. I love. Brooke. I gotta go with either Mac DeMarco or Mac Miller. And some yeah. Pink Floyd. Pink Floyd? Yep. My dad loves Pink Floyd. That's child abuse in my eyes. But anyways, uh, who is better? We'll start with you. Christine Sinclair or Alfonso Davies? Christine Sinclair. They're different. They're not different, but they're different. Christine Sinclair. She she holds the record. She's And she's played the game longer. Davies hasn't had a chance to do one-up yet. Davies hasn't had a chance to one-up Christine Sinclair. He doesn't uh, have enough experience. I don't know if your mom's listening in the, the other room, but hope she listens to the show a little later on. But this one's uh, for you first, McKinley. We'll go, uh, thing that your mom makes for dinner that you can't stand. Mom, plug your ears. <laughs> um, shoot. <laughs> just saying. No, not that I don't like it. It's just that we often, before swim practice, we'd have chili. Like, I used to do synchronized swimming, and we'd always be in a rush, right? And so chili was just the go-to. It's quick, it's easy, blah, blah, blah. There was a point where we had chili, like, with ground turkey, chili, for a month. Just every night for a month, we just had chili. And, like, now I never want to eat chili again. I had chili for lunch today, but it's di- it was, like, a different type of chili. Like, my mom's chili's watery. No <laughs> offense, Mom, I love you. But, like... <laughs> It's just, yeah, it's, it's a lot. Anyways, chili. Brooke? Spaghetti squash. My oh. dad will see a spaghetti squash wherever we are. He'll get a spaghetti squash. Cut it. It's not spaghetti. It's a vegetable. It's not spaghetti. It doesn't taste like spaghetti. It doesn't feel like spaghetti. It can't be spaghetti, no matter how much tomato sauce you put on it. <laughs> and we have to have it for like three, four days so that we eat it all up. It's horrible. Spaghetti squash? It's horrible. Brooke, we'll start this one with you. Last one for the night. Most embarrassing thing that your dad does that he doesn't know that he's doing. Uh, oh, what's my dad do? <laughs> At the drive thing. DQ. Oh, oh my god. My dad so much. is sometimes a bit of a Karen. <laughs> and when we're in the drive-thru, he's just I think he's just tired. I don't know what he is, but he just gets so pissed off so easily. <laughs> like <laughs> when someone doesn't hear him because he's talking quiet, he'll really just say it so clear. Like oh I want fries. <laughs> no, the the choco whatever. He ordered, the raspberry uh, choco. No, he orders a banana shake for touch. And they said, "Sorry, we don't have those." And he was like. I've been getting those for 20 years. Of course you do. And they took a whole banana and put it in. <laughs> Didn't banana. cut it. They just kept the banana in. And he hands it back. And he was like, can you mix it? And they're like, sorry. He's scaring these poor teenagers in the drive through Yeah, they're only 15. They're all our age. Yeah, they're like, whatever. They're like, man. Our age. Like, I'm sorry. Yeah, here. 
Tap the banana a little bit, give it back. I'm making 12 bucks an hour, dude. Like, here, whatever. Yeah. 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 Ken, I've known your dad longer than you have, obviously. Uh, what's a long list of embarrassing thing that your dad things that your dad does? What's the one thing that he's doing that he doesn't know he's doing? Honestly, I just think my dad's adorable. Like, I can't. <laughs> so, I'm flawless. He's flawless. My dad's flawless. I love my dad. Um, sometimes when we're like in a waiting room, he hums and he hums and it it can get annoying especially with my mom there because my mom hates it when he hums in general and so then he just hums to make her mad and it's just a lot so yeah when my dad hums in public it's it can be a little embarrassing because <laughs> everybody is just looking at him that's uh that's a good one actually no that's uh that's some good good content there girls thank you very much for joining us in the 1420 podcast we'll get this out there it's out on spotify apple podcast whatever it is uh when do you guys get a break from soccer is it all year all year round we thing are in a break right now it's winter break like we're off of school and stuff too so and we get a little break for spring break yeah no we don't know because we're going to feed it we're going to feed we're it. going to feed it for soccer um but we have a little break in summer too yeah, yeah. so it's yeah. not it's not 12 months a year Mm-hmm. Well, I we guess it kind of it, it mostly is. is. We get like maybe a week, if, two weeks. Off. If we play, if we play in provincials, it'll be a little bit of June, a little bit of July, right? It'll be July, like J- July long weekend, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then we'll probably start up end of August. So pretty much it is twelve months a year. Best of luck to you in the new, near future with your soccer careers, and keep trying, keep playing hard. And make sure you guys uh, don't give up on your dreams because, like I said before, you know it, you run out of games, and you, you think where where did the time go? And if I if I didn't, and take take the opportunity to, to do what you want to do, and make, take advantage of the chance, the opportunities you have. Because before you know it, you're uh, you're 50 years old, and you go, what the hell just happened here? So give it a shot. Make sure you put in all the effort you can. Don't make it your life. There's other things going on. But give it the best the best shot that you got because you, you only get uh, two or three, and then before you know it, it's all over. Mm-hmm. Thanks for joining us on the show. It's uh, very, uh, very fun, a lot of fun. Make sure you tell your uh, family and friends everything to take a listen. Anyways, take care of each other, but more importantly, take, uh, take care of yourself. Uh, I screwed that up. Take care of each other, but more importantly, take care of yourself if you need your out. Keep your stick on the ice, and what else? Don't swing the high ones. Don't swing the high ones. Have a good night, folks. Have a Merry Christmas. We'll talk to you guys again on Tuesday night. Thank you for listening to this Belly Up Sports Podcast Network product. Some said we go belly up, so we made it our name. And we're still here.